Previously on the Bullshit Podcast. I don't know if it's a lake people thing. It's it's almost like she's one of our parents and like the, she just gets court supervised visits with us once every other week. I've just kind of settled into this maybe she, with her. Maybe she feels like she's queen shit now and she can do whatever she wants. She does. She, she's like Queen Bay. Queen Dray. Queen Dray. Queen Dray Bay. It's a lake thing. Hey, Tom, are you using a typewriter? What's a, what's a typewriter? Wait, 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 wait. What? All time, no what? time. What? What the hell are you saying? All, all time. All what are you talking time. about? No time makes time more time. This is fucking awesome. All Tom finally time. snapped, dude. He snapped. No time. No, Tom officially makes needs clinical time. help. I, 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 more seriously, let's just time. get in the car. Go take him to a freaking doctor. And when do you think? Maybe he should be taken to a doctor. Wait, what? When do you think maybe Tom should be taken to a doctor? I don't know, dude. As soon as possible? As soon as possible. Uh, should I get the chloroform or... Are you concerned about me? Not really? I don't know, dude. We just don't want to die. Oh, son of a bitch. And why the hell did you think that was going to work? Let's throw it at his feet. Have you ever stopped to think about my responsibilities? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking Have about? Have you ever thought for a single solitary moment about my responsibilities to my farm? Has it ever occurred to you that I have agreed to edit bullshit podcasts until October the 1st? Wait, are, are we not doing the show anymore? Okay, Tom, you have that weird, insane, maniacal look in your eyes right now. It's the same look you had when you ate that big-ass watermelon and had all that juice all up in your beard and... Damn it, Whisk, why don't you have any weapons in here? I'm trying to protect myself. I am a father now, Nathan. Son of a... Oh, wait, 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 wait. A bat. I got a bat. All right, Tom, stay back. Stay back. Stay away from us. We we just want to record the podcast. I am very confused. Can I just, like, think things over for a minute? You've had your whole fucking life to think it over. What good's a few minutes more going to do for you now? What does that even mean? Whisk, lock the door. Holy shit. I kind of used to think you guys were just a bunch of pussies, but Jesus, Tom is fucking batshit crazy. Dude, I've been telling you this from the beginning. Tom is fucking insane. I mean, I yeah, I, I believe you now, but... Little pigs. Little pigs. I'm gonna huff. I'm gonna puff. I'm gonna blow. Damn it, Whisk. Stop whatever the hell it is that you're doing and help me hold the door. I think I just moved the microphone. Oh, Jesus. Whisk, you don't have telekinesis. Tom is literally trying to kill us, and you're trying to move shit with your mind? Here's Jerry! Tom, that's not even how the line goes. Whisk, hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. It's it's lifting up. It's lifting up. Why the fuck am I always getting lit on fire? Shit. Uh, wrong, wrong, wrong telekinesis. Wrong telekinesis. Here's Jerry. Whoa, is Nate on fire again? This is literally the most painful thing imaginable. Do Do you want to hold my hand, boss? I haven't got time for this Mickey Mouse bullshit. Bullshit, man! Bullshit, 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 bullshit. Everything that guy just says, bullshit. 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 The Bullshit Podcast. We all float down here. Yes, we do. Do it that what you will. I originally had a take my hands, boss, but... Tom, you sound very hungover or tired. Yeah, you sound sound awful. 
Oh, Are you screaming a lot? Ha, 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 ha. No, you sound legit awful. <laughs> he sounds oh, sick. welcome to the bullshit podcast. <laughs> Today's episode <laughs> brought to you by Xanax. <laughs> Oh, what, dude, has that movie guy, I swear to God, like, movie guy is living with an alternate dimension person, like, of myself. Like, I feel like he knows so much about me. This, this floating line, like, that's so random. Like, so we just, we just Mm. installed our float tank in the, in the, in the house (laughs) last week. You bought a float tank? Aren't those like twenty grand? No, oh no, 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 no. We got a. Uh, well, I stole this no, one, but no, this <laughs> one. In the back of the they, they, they are like twenty grand. Uh, but no, we didn't get one of those ones. There's a, a company that makes some less expensive ones, but we bought it last summer, and uh, we just just got it installed. It's just I just installed it because we clean. I started cleaning up the basement this week. Is it just a feed trough filled with salt water? <laughs> it's it's no, it's not. When you guys come come here, we'll, <laughs> when you guys come here, we'll all take float sessions and we'll we'll photograph. I love float we sessions. Should, <laughs> we should go in October. I'm yeah. just saying. We yeah, should, October would be nice. We should go in October. Oh my gosh, yeah. you know do- you know his line has you know that line is has nothing to do with actually floating in water. You know, that's a line from a movie that I think we've already established you've never seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of silly considering today's episode. Which hurts my, which hurts my heart and head, but... Tom, it's from oh my It. God. The movie It. Is it? Okay. As I stare deep... Yeah. <laughs> as I stare deep into Pennywise's eyes right now on the table. We know what's not going to be on your list today, Tom. What's that? Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> the movie it oh we're we're, we're getting ahead of right, ourselves okay. we're doing spoilers on today's <laughs> yeah, episode stop. yeah hang we'll on all right i i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm gonna go as always we, up to our north we have nate and whisker sans drebe she's not here today because she which means it's gonna be a good episode <laughs> she's okay. so as yeah, she's listening to this right now yeah dre you know what you didn't have to go to grandma's lake house for her surprise birthday party rude what you think what you think we need you you yeah. need us <laughs> yeah. we don't need you dre if we need you here i'll be you hey guys i'm here <laughs> it's me dre oh, oh okay dre bay is here she decided to skip the hey, birthday Tom, party <laughs> let's fight hey. about shit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Take it away, Nate. You're pulling me out of context. (laughs) You took my grandma's lake house out of context. (laughs) Sorry, Dre, we love you. Can you imagine dropping a contact in a lake? That would be horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? Were you floating in crack water? (laughs) Who said it's wrong with you? Oh, no, we said context, not contact. Like eye contact? No. Yeah. Yeah, no. The whole lake is just a layer of contact lenses without an owner. You just have to like wade through it to get to the actual water. We are two minutes and 50 seconds in roughly, and we are already spiraling out of control. <laughs> you take it away, Nate. It's up to you. Up to you to save this shit show. <laughs> I shall save us. I will save us all. All right, guys. So before we get into the rundown of today's show... Let's throw it on over to Mr. Whisker and find out what beverage we're going to be sipping on during this bad boy. Mr. Whisker? Yay. Okay. Thank you, Nate. Thank you. That voice was for you. Thanks to Psycho Stick, as always, for collaborating with us on this short segment. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. It's not. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Let's go drink some beer. 
Our beer this week comes from the people over at Flying Dog Brewing Company in Frederick, Maryland. But dogs can't fly, Whisk. How is his head? I'm sorry. Go ahead. And it's there, doggy style. Ooh. Mm. Yes. Tom, that means butt stuff. Doggy style. dogs. Yes. Dre's not here, so we don't have to worry about biting our tongues. (laughs) We don't have to be appropriate. Yeah, yeah. So coming in at 5.5% ABV and 35 IBUs, this American Pale Ale... It's a solid little treat. It's not bad. Um, it's brewed with Simcoe, Cascade, Citra, and Northern Brewer hops. So it kind of has fruity aroma hints to it. A little grapefruit, a little citrus, a little bit orange. So it's not as hoppy as I was contemplating for an APA, but uh, it gets the job done. It's, it's a solid little, solid little APA, but Flying Dog has been around for many, 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 many years. So I think they were one of the... Originals, as far as like craft brewers, yeah, way back in the day, they've been around for a long time. They have a lot of really, really good stuff, though. So, how did they come up with the name? Did they like come up with the idea to start a brewery during a dog fight? Maybe I don't know. Just tossing tossing puppies off railroad tracks. I don't know. I like punting dogs, like Baxter. The man punted Baxter. I don't do that. I like dogs. You're a fucking animal. You're no, a you, mo- you're a monster. You can like them and punt them. The two aren't mutually exclusive. I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to hold a straight face, but it didn't work. Okay. So anyway, that is doggy style from Flying Dog Brewing Company. So how how did you settle on this beer this week? Are you trying to to hint around at something that you'd like to do? Well, according to the main segment today, we'll have to wait and see, shan't we? Oh, I just shanted you. <laughs> you just totally spoiled one of your top five. I didn't say it was in my top five. Oh, you totally spoiled one of your honorable mentions. Mm. Yeah, well, I was looking for beer. I was going to get something from Clown Shoes, but I decided not to. Excellent. Yeah, I love Clown Shoes Brewing Company. Well, I'm going to take a quick chug, and then we'll get on with this, bitch. Tom, I wish you were here. I wish I was there. Are you recording from the float tank right now? <laughs> oh, no, no, gosh. Oh, my gosh, We'll throw guys, it into I... the news. We're getting there. All right, everybody. So as much as we love horror movies on this show, after taking a step back this past week, I realized that we actually hardly ever dive into what I consider to be me and Whisk's first true love, no, which my, is each other, but my, also <laughs> horror. Oh, I thought you were going to say square dancing. 20 years yes, and going well, strong. All the, doggy, all the doggy style talk got me all excited. Yeah. Uh, so today we are going to make up for lost time by talking about who I believe, and I think most reasonable movie lovers out there will consider, to be one of the all-time masters of horror, Mr. Stephen King. Yeah, that's true. So we are going to attempt to rank the five best movie and TV adaptations of his novels and novellas. Did I pronounce that correctly? Mm -hmm. Sure did. Sure. As well as do something incredibly weird and bizarre with the man himself. So buckle up, weirdos. What? Fuck. What? Nothing. We got time. Okay. Tom's not prepared. No, I I actually (laughs) created... This is dumb. Jesus Christ. Uh, I created a list for my top five Steven Spielberg movies. This is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fun, too. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Okay. Yeah. 
Go ahead. Once I'll, again, I'll, Whisker I'll, and I are shouldering the load. The master author himself, <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Everybody's favorite Jewish filmmaker, <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Fuck. All right. So All right. we're going to be talking Stephen King and Steven Spielberg today. <laughs> so we got that going on. This is fantastic. I was so also, confused. I was, like, what Sp- I was like, Spielberg. I was like, what horror films has Spielberg done? So, yeah. <laughs> Spiel King? <laughs> yeah. It's a Kingberg. He did Jaws. I mean, that counts, but... I know. Oh, it was in my top. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Depending, Should we just pull the plug on this episode now? Depending <laughs> on how you look at it, E.T. can be a horror movie, but... It's in All there. Right, we'll throw some Spielberg into the mix. <laughs> All right, Tom, think quick. You got, uh, you got yeah, about got 10 it. minutes. I know. I'm coming up with it. All right. <laughs> so, uh... We got that going. <laughs> and then uh, last week, we finally did a thing. We brought up a certain movie so many times on this damn show, and for some retarded reason, we never made you watch it, Tom, until last week. So oh, yeah. we are going to check in with Tommy McTom's beard and see if he kept his miraculous viewing streak going with four in a row by watching The Raid Redemption. Oh, please, please be true. He was pretty adamant. He claimed he was watching it immediately following last week's recording. I mean, it's just like every other movie, but definitely this one. You're just doing a disservice to yourself if you didn't watch this one. Mm. Oh, we will smash your float tank with a hammer. Specifically (laughs) this one. Yes. All right. And then finally, we are going to get weird with it and be our typical annoying asshole selves by playing one of my favorite new bullshit games, The Bullshit Black Sheep. So let's get with it. I think this is my... Oh, man. I want to say I I feel like every week I say this is my favorite, but all the have, games, all the games so are many, fun. So many good ones, so many good ones. All right, guys, all right. let's get into the news. All right, so we uh, started to hint at this a little bit at the tippy top of the episode, but throughout the summer, we have come to realize that Dre and her family are <laughs> lake people. You people. Yeah, they're people of the lake. Okay. So she claims to have a lake house, but number one, we've personally never been invited, which is just insane and, and downright rude. Or and, smart. But. And number two, she keeps claiming that it's her grandma's 93rd birthday and that they even got her her own smash cake and everything, but is her grandma even real? Like, is she even turning 93? Do Does grandmas, Dre even own a lake house? Do grandmas live that long? I don't. Oh, okay. I don't know if she. I thought it was cryogenically freeze. I thought it was a solid ninety cutoff. Jesus Christ! That's what I was always told. <laughs> like you just put a bullet in their head when they turn ninety. I don't know. <laughs> or they just like go, I don't know. No, no, yeah. I don't. That's that's why that's why people <laughs> that like reach like the the centennials, people that reach over a hundred years old, they're like, oh my gosh, Whisk gets so excited for them. He's like, they've evaded the killing. And see, I don't think they're real. I think they're robots. But that's just me. I thought, like, once everybody turned 90, they just put them on some, like, random middle-of-nowhere geriatric island. Yeah. And, they, you know, if they survived, great. Good for them. Maybe. I don't know. Want to eat each other? Sure. <laughs> me too. That'd be, that'd be a fun little movie. It's like the geriatric <laughs> Hunger Games. <It's> like Battle, <laughs> Battle Royale. <laughs> just drop, like, uh, wheelchairs and walkers in there and false teeth. Just like, call it Hospice Royale. <laughs> 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 Just like sharpened, like sharpened canes and walkers with like blades on. Oh man, this is amazing! The assisted living games. <laughs> oh, <fucking crazy. laughs> 
<laughs> or you can keep them on the mainland and just put them in a house full of booby traps and call it nursing home alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So we, do, do we, can, we get a, can we get an agreement here? Does does Dre actually have a lake house in the family? Or you think this she is does. just an excuse no, to she, try to she, limit hanging out with us? No, no, no. She, she does anyone because knows, she, Tom knows. She's always posting on her Insta stories. And I, I mean, unless she's like faking photos by a lake i'm pretty sure they i don't know if she owns one do you think they painted a mural of a lake in their basement and it's Ooh. just really well lit she just poses in front of it like hey girl hey <laughs> I mean, it's lake house in. it's easy to shop stuff up on on social media let's be honest here hashtag grandma smash cake i i i i for i for one hope it's real because i would really like an invite dre Please fucking invite us. We can podcast from the dock, and then Tom can oh also gosh. guard over us as Harbor Bullshit podcast the from the dock. Fucking people she would invite to her lake house. Oh, her family would disown her. Let's be honest. Oh my gosh, we could do like the the scariest, or like we could do a top five list of like lake house movies, movies that take place by or bodies water of water movies. Yes, movies, but yeah, body of body of water movie theme. And uh, yeah, we could do it on the dock. I like that idea. Make it happen. I'm Dre. gonna dress like Dennis Hopper from Waterworld and just chain smoke the whole time. I'm there. <laughs> if her grandma's there, I'm just gonna stand at a distance and hide behind a tree and just <laughs> narrow my eyes down at the grandma the entire time that we're there, trying to see if she's real or not. Hey, Dre, if your grandma is real. Like when it comes time for you guys to put her in her high chair so you can give her her smash cake, can you send us some pictures? Selfies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Teeth in or out, Jima. They call her Jima. Nice. Hey, that's what I call my mom. I think they. I think they said Michigan. Michigan. Mm. That's pretty quick. We can make it. Up We're in the coming, mitten. Dre. We'll see you in a couple hours. Up in the middle. Well, it's not. It's well. It's not Israel. So that's the clicker. <laughs> She's on the Jordan River. <laughs> they don't. I don't think they have like uh, like boating and wakeboarding and. <laughs> You want to bet? You ever seen John the Baptist? Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. It's like a sailboat. Just like, Woo. all right, guys, we need to move on. All right. So uh, this past week, Tom actually started to display a level of coherence that we haven't seen up to this point in our friendship with him. Easy so, now. So, Tom, I actually cut you off. Like, I didn't want to hear anymore when you started sharing this because I wanted to to come into this with fresh ears and listen along with all of our listeners out there. So to, to give you guys some backstory, this past week, Tom shared a pretty compelling conspiracy theory, and he actually started to make a pretty good case by sharing that he believes more actors in Hollywood have sexually transmitted diseases than we as a group previously thought. So he said he was watching multiple movies based on his own self-induced rabbit hole, and after about nine movies the puzzle started to reveal itself. So Tom, <laughs> please elaborate. How did you how did you discover that STDs are just running rampant in Hollywood with all of these actors? Okay, so it all started with Inception. <laughs> <laughs> so they planted the STD in their head? And this hasn't been something that's been, you know, just happened this week. This has been something that's been ongoing for the last couple months with me. But I, I went down this Holly, Holly weird rabbit hole and I watched Inception and that led to another movie, led to another movie, and all ended on The Aviator. <laughs> so Leonardo DiCaprio's the, the hub of this theory. He's the, he's, he's the end. Yeah, he's the, end, he's the beginning and the ends of it. But long story short, I do believe there is a, a rampant ring of Hollywood stars that all share the same herpes gene. <laughs> gene? 
Like it's gene. woven into their DNA. It's, it's, it's a well. It, well, you get you get. However, you get it. Obviously, you you can leave that up to your imagination. To become one of these Hollywood elites, you all have to share this gene. And and I noticed this. There's this camaraderie of these actors in these movies, and they all kind of have this little look that they give each other during these movies that are kind of like, hey, yeah, like you know, we're on the same team. We're Eskimo brothers. <laughs> we're we're Herpy, herpes brothers. I was we, waiting right. for you to say Eskimo brothers. Right, we're we're right. we're her, we're herpes brothers. You know, yeah, th- uh, that that it's it's hard to explain. I'm I'm coming up with a spreadsheet of every single Vegas brothers. <laughs> I, 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 I no, I, I'm I'm collecting oh my photos. God. It's I'm data t- to, to condense and parse. I'm taking. It, it doesn't make much sense, but all I'm saying is that pretty soon I will have a thorough mapped out. Like I'm taking screenshots from like different parts of movies, and it's always the same look. And this look gets passed on, like you know, Leo does this look, and then you know, Brad Pitt's like it follows. done this look, McConaughey's done the look, Charlize Theron has done the look. Like, dude, they they may not have slept with each other, but they've slept with someone that slept with someone they've slept with, and they've all got the. Herp. I want a, I want a physical copy of your spreadsheet. I want you to mail me a physical copy, <laughs> like it's a script you for can a hang film. It, you can, you hang can just it stencil it on the wall you of can the hang whole it on studio. The, oh man, here, man. yeah, you better frame it and put it in the background. <laughs> it's gonna get framed for sure. Tom's got like charts and maps in his podcast room. He's got yarn running. He's like, all the connecting <laughs> He's like Charlie, the uh, Charlie from yeah. Sunny, yeah, just connecting everything. The one right. name that just keeps popping up is Leonardo DiCaprio. He's the thread <laughs> that connects all of this. He's like just going mad. Yeah. All right, well, how about this? Next week is the season finale. Maybe okay. we can do uh, either. Either we'll devote all of the news, or just a little bit more time for you to to kind of wrap your head around this this rabbit hole you've gone down, mm-hmm. and we can enlighten the listeners. I think that's a good way to end season one. Yeah, what do you think about that? Sure. I'm down. Okay. God, yeah. season one's already coming to an end. Oh yeah, man. And Next a little, week. L- one little teaser Fantastic. too, though the the one person that it all goes back to is Derek Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gift baskets. Oh, who's connected to he Jeter? Gives all of his... Holly Berry was connected to him. Yep. Oh, Tom, you're on to something. I'm on to something. Uh, I'm telling you, man. Minka Kelly. Minka Kelly, that's your girl, isn't it? No. I thought she was your girl. No. She's somebody's girl. Used to be Derek Jeter's girl. <clears throat> all right, Tom, we'll check in next week. You know, Put some more detail and thought around this so it's a little bit more coherent. But yeah. just going to just share some words real quick here, gentlemen. So, it is. Ham Wallet. Hmm. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Boner juice. <laughs> Talking about making babies? No, that's literally it. Just those two words. They, they were just things that popped into our heads this week. Oh, Tom okay. and I. Tom just he texted me one day and he just texted me ham wallet. No, mm. Nate, okay. Nate, no come context. On. He said he didn't it, know what it, it meant. And, and it, it, curtains. It wasn't even like no context. It was legit at like one forty-five in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I wake up and it just says ham wallet. I thought, <laughs> we, were, um, I thought we were sounding off on genitalia. We we're gonna like no, bring we up are our names. All right, no, no I was like I thought it was coded language. I was like, what are you trying to tell me, Tom? Ham wallet. I thought about it. I googled it and then. I realize Tom's just insane. I so, know. I, I've should been, we dive I, on this rabbit hole? Yes. Do we I need be, to put some meaning to these? I've been inspired by Wisp. It seems locker. like. Thank you. You know what? This this is all inspired by Wisp because <laughs> every single what? episode, every single podcast. I'm dragged into Hang this? on. Every single podcast, you you introduce me to like a new like a word for describe. You know, like you said, uh, what'd you say? Baby gravy before you've said. And I thought no, that no, was no. hilarious. I said sex can I said sex confetti. Mole porridge. Gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I said did I did I say baby gravy? Yeah, oh, it's probably. probably. It seems I'm like not. something you would say. 
Unless I just thought of that yeah, right it's now, true. but I feel like it's something you yeah. said before. But... Should we define ham wallet or a boner juice? Well, boner juice, I think, is pretty self-explanatory, yeah. but <laughs> ham wallet, what does that mean? It's like a... It's like a uh, it's like a meat envelope. A meat envelope. I just <laughs> yes. don't know what that means. Um, you're just making this more confusing with each new. I phrase. love it. <laughs> like I'm drawing blanks. All right, for everybody listening out there, come up with your own definition of ham wallet and send it to us. You can post it on our Facebook timeline. Just send us a DM and an Insta. We need to define ham wallet. We don't know what it means. <laughs> like uh, I, I, we will. We'll get there. But today I, I, we don't. I like uh, one of my favorite ones is a womb raider. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, like that's more of a penis. Yeah, but term sp- spoon crack. I don't oh. know. I got nothing. <laughs> Lap hog. Lap hog. Oh, Lap like hog. Okay. Herman the one-eyed German. Is that going too far? I no. watched Tap Pupil the other day. <laughs> that's Ian McKellen's character's name. Yes. Somebody was, somebody was prepping for Stephen King. That's a little Dude, had, Stephen King movie. I had to revisit a bunch that I hadn't seen for a while. Apt so. people. That's a uh, Brian Singer, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, Brad Renfro when he was alive. Yeah, before he was insane. Yeah. All right, Tom. You got any additional news? I think me and Whisker are usually good. You yeah. Anything you'd like to share? Um, so I had one, but Dre's not here, so I'll save that for next week. But I do. Uh, you you kind of brought this up earlier, and it made me uh, think about it. My uh, we were talking about old 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 ladies. My grandma, we've actually, we got her, uh, we got her moved. So she's not in the cyborg residence anymore. How old is your grandma? She's becoming human again. Well, we saved her from becoming human than human. More robotic, I guess is the word. Anyways, she's out of there. How old is she? She's out of there. Uh, 86, 86, I think. I immediately believe you because she's not over 90. Yeah. (laughs) That's good though, man. You got at least four more years of, of Gam Gam. No, but she's in a she's in a new place now though. They take her to Hospice Royale. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a shitty Bond movie. She's in a new place now, and it. Uh, Do, they, does they, she have any cybernetic limbs at all? Like, no, did she at least get like a cybernetic arm out of it? Uh, okay. She's she's <laughs> she's, <laughs> like she's arm cannon. She went back. Fish lips. What about fish lips? <laughs> Tom, you are all over the place. Come on, you're all over the place. All right. <laughs> Sounds like he drank like a a bottle of yeah no, no no you want it yeah exactly Get so out of the float tank I, I am no I, I, I slippers I bet <laughs> too much is float too much floating has made me too chill too calm <laughs> Tom Lebowski <laughs> oh that was that was a horrible oh, that's, one. Uh, okay <laughs> we're done okay thanks Tom all right everybody we're gonna take our uh, first commercial break to find out what shitty product uh, Shiko is hacking this week and then when we come back. We are going to dive into some Stephen King. A so pi- see you in a minute. A pink canoe. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one. Good one. I forgot about it. I, I, I'd heard that one before. <laughs> Don't worry, Bryce. I got this one. Wait, is that your wallet? <laughs> yeah. Why? What's wrong with it? Well, it's it's just kind of it's kind of like boring leather. It's boring, man. What kind of wallet do you carry? I carry the ham wallet from Chico. The ham what? Are you tired of carrying around your cash? Credit cards and IDs and boring traditional wallets? Are you looking to spice up your pants pockets with a wallet that is guaranteed to get you attention and break the ice? Toss out that old, gross, floppy wallet and get the ham wallet. 
from Chico. Every ham wallet is made from only the fattiest pork belly. Meticulously sliced from fully grown male Tamworth pigs. Bred at Chico's own full circle piggy playland ranch in Billings, Montana. Our pork belly is rubbed in Chico's top secret blend of salt and spices and then left out for a week before our team of swine geneticists and master chefs wash the dried pork with warm water and then dry and smoke it at Chico Laboratories to ensure that every ham wallet meets Chico's standards for both durability and quality, we treat our pork with our own patented durable water repellent before going through our rigorous coloring process. Every wallet is unfolded and stitched with thread woven from cruelty-free pig bristle. Chico doesn't let anything go to waste. We have a ham wallet for every occasion. We now offer the St. Patrick's Day ham wallet colored in emerald green and made from the finest boiled black-eyed Susans. Merry Christmas, Merry okay! Pick up our special edition Jingle Bell Ham Wallet. Special birthday around the corner? Yup, there's a ham wallet for that. It's even coated in our airtight, waterproof, birthday candle wax outer protective shell. Order now and we'll toss in our newest pork-free Hanukkah ham wallet free of charge. It's made from our very own imitation pork. If it's not real, then it must be kosher. Thought you couldn't work on the Sabbath, Cameron. <laughs> or eat pork. You, you thought wrong, Bryce. It's imitation pork. It's the Hanukkah edition. It comes in Chico's very own patented blue waffle color. But wait, there's more. With every order of the ham wallet, you not only get the Hanukkah edition, but we'll even throw in a free 32 ounce of boner juice. One eight ounce glass of boner juice is the safest, most effective, natural way to treat erectile dysfunction and comes recommended by six out of 10 Chico family physicians. If you're a Perkin, it's working. Excuse me, large coffee, black, please. Make that two. <laughs> like in your ham wallet? Oh, more like, love it. Thanks, Bryce. And thank you, Chico. The Ham Wallet from Chico. Order now. <laughs> Chico! As you know, of course, my last name is Whisker. And I guess like in the 50s or 40s or 60s or something, a slang for a vagina was called a Whisker Biscuit. <laughs> so How about that? Yeah, so... All right, everybody, we're back. Oh, oh wow. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Dick, dick move, host. Dick yeah. move. All right. I am pretty certain that if uh, Whisk's wife gave him a hall pass to make love to one horror writer and one horror writer only, it would be one Stephen Edwin King. I don't know if I'd want to make love to him, though. He looks like a good lay. I bet he's freaky. He's got like a Jay Leno chin. He does. He's got really beady have eyes. This? Have you heard about this? That's probably why he's good, though. Yeah. Uh, maybe. It's not a looker. I don't know. Anyways, well, Whisk, this episode is your chance <laughs> to drop your drawers and metaphorically do your business all over Mr. King because today- pee on him. You can. What I'm saying is you can. <laughs> today, is, of all days, is the day that you can. Because we are celebrating and discussing our favorite movie adaptations. Oh, my goodness. Or TV or miniseries adaptations Ooh. of Stephen King novels. 
So we are going to do the thing that we always do by tossing it around the gang and having everyone share their top five favorite Stephen King adaptations. I have a plan and a method to my madness. I am hoping that we will be able to make a top five list, but if everybody is all over the map, which is very plausible because there are so damn many of them, we will just scrap that and, and just talk about them. Or in Tom's case, Spielberg list. Jesus oh, yeah, Christ. I forgot you're yeah. doing Spielberg. Awesome. <laughs> well, how about this? We're, we're going to let Whisk go first, okay. as usual, <laughs> because I usually over-prepare because we have very similar lists, and this way I can kind of fill in the gaps as necessary. And then, Tom, we'll let you go second, just so we can break up the Stephen King talk with some Steven Spielberg talk and just confuse all our listeners. Does that sound okay. good? Have you seen Super 8? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Tom's number one is probably Kunden. Although Spielberg did actually uh, make a guest appearance, a guest appearance in a horror movie. Oh, yeah. uh, Austin Powers, the Spy Who Shagged Me. Oh. Seen that? Yep. Yeah, it's fucking scary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> terrible movie. Never seen that horror movie. Okay. All right, Whisk. Let's kick this party right. off, man. All right. Uh, you can uh, you can share idiot. some honorable mentions too if you want, but I'll breeze through them. Oh man, just you wait, <laughs> just you wait. I just started. I just started drinking. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get him drunk by uh, bullshit games time. Number ten, 2007's fourteen oh eight. Um, I liked that one a lot. I that almost cracked my uh, my top ten. It was really close. I'm just like a big uh, John Cusack fanboy. I like John Cusack a lot. And he's from Chicago. Mm. And I'm not like really into he's the radio guy, right? ghost stories. What? It's an evil fucking room. It's an evil fucking room. Yeah. It's, he, uh, he, yeah. It was a well done movie adaptation. So moving on. Number nine. Um, I kind of blended these two. Um, 1982's Creep Show. Ooh, I love Creep Show. And 1987's Creep Show 2. So I actually like Creep Show 2 better than Creep Show 1. I know that's blasphemy from people in the horror community. But Creepshow 2 has one of the scariest short stories I've ever seen on screen and read in a book. It was in Skeleton Crew. It's called The Raft. Fucked me up as a kid. Speaking of people at the lake, I hope Dre's on the raft. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> check out Hello? Check out the short story from um, Creepshow 2. Just watch that segment. It's terrifying. Um, number eight, 1983's Christine. I think this movie mm. is vastly underrated. Yes. It's one of Carpenter's best. And a vastly underrated Carpenter flick. Christine is fucking brilliant. That's my number eight. Number seven, Nate's probably going to get mad at me for this, uh, Shawshank Redemption. What? I know. It's at seven, and I think it is probably the best movie in, ever made, like made in the 90s, at least. It's a very solid Consider flick. It's to be one of the best films of all time. The only period. reason I have it at seven is because when I think of King, I think of horror, even though I'm going to have to backpedal a little bit on that for one that's in my top five. Um, but we'll, we'll get there. 1994, Shawshank Redemption, number seven. Number six is 1976's Carrie. Carrie's so good, too. Sissy Spacek. Travolta. Amazing. Travolta, yeah. Travolta. Anytime Yo, Travol why you got blood all over you? <laughs> Anytime Travolta gets killed, it's great. <laughs> Okay, top five. Number five um, is The Mist from 2007. I love siege narratives, uh, and mainly this is on my list. I'd probably say 60% of the reason this is my number five is because the ending to this movie is one of the most gut-punching, gut brutal endings I've ever witnessed. It is the most miserable ending to any movie I've ever seen. You, I was so depressed that when I saw this in theaters. Sees, and, just, and you, because it comes out of nowhere. You see some brutal... I've seen some brutal movies, but 
man, it just leaves you exhausted. What so, song is this know. one? And I like t- I'm kind of a Thomas Jane. The Mist. The Mist. Ooh, I've never seen this. You guys dude, have. It is, I'm intrigued it now. Is, that sounds good. Dude, it's one of the most gut punching endings to any movie I've ever seen. See if it poured it over. I bought it in Voodoo. Okay, dude, it is. It is miserable. I walked around really? for about an hour and a half when I got done, yeah. just depressed out of my mind. Oh my yeah. god! It is okay, such a miserable ending. Yeah, and you and you would and you watch the movie and you're like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, knowing what you know now and what we just told you, you're like, where is this going? But wait, it, it the, comes the and it's new, like, oh shit. The new Actually, one or the it's remake? It's a gory monster movie. The, too. the remake or or the other one, the original? No, there is a TV series that came out about a year ago that was not good. No, yeah, they already canceled it. No, but, it's it's from 2007. It's got Thomas Jane in it. It's got um, Marsha Gay Harden. Yeah, it's got a whole slew of is, like uh, good Mrs. supporting Carmody. actors in it. And there's actually well, Frank Darabont directed it. Yep. And there was two or three people in the movie that actually went on to be like main stars of The Walking Dead. Yeah. So, two I think. So anyway, <laughs> moving on. Number oh, you, you know, you know what? Yeah, you know uh, what I was. You know, what, I'm sorry. You know what I was getting confused with because I said there was a the remake. I was thinking of the fog. Oh yeah, because even the original fog isn't that great. It's yeah. all right. So the, the remake, no, no, no. So, so have you seen the mist? You've I have never seen no, it. No, I have all right, not. We will not spoil this okay. ending. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I was actually going to dive into it if you had seen it. You know, everybody's had ample time to watch it, but you being you, no, we'll, no. <laughs> we'll save it. Oh yeah. Maybe please. we'll sign that for you this week to do watch. that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that that it's a it's a fun it's a fun horror movie. It's like a throwback monster movie, but it's extremely gory. It's good, good. good siege narrative, and then they kind of take it outside and see where it goes. And you get, as everything unfolds, you see where they came from, and it's kind of cool. It's pretty pretty cool. You can see where the setup for Walking Dead came from, because it's less about the creatures, and it's more about how hum- other human beings interact with one another exactly. when it seems like it's the end of the world or something like that. So it's mm. more about the conflict between people with just gory takes place Outburst in a of monster violence takes place in a grocery store yeah so. it's it's really good man cool. number four okay moving on number four 1986 is stand by me this is just a masterpiece of a film i really don't need to say much else it's number three more on my list. number three on your list i mean it's even will wheaton is good in it and he sucks in everything so but it's got an all-star cast young Kiefer sutherland uh river young phoenix. river phoenix god he looked Fat almost jerry o'connell yeah almost unrecognizable of course Corey feldman's in it he was in everything in the 80s so number three 1983's cujo uh, i think this is the greatest siege narrative movie of all time uh very claustrophobic uh it's very depressing at one point with the sun and oh, yeah. being uh this movie scared me off dogs for a good year yeah. and a half after I saw it. It's a it's a it's a hell of a fucking movie. Um number 2 and number 1 kind of they don't go hand in hand, but the environment, uh King's environment like adaptations for King's horror movies is more about environment for me than anything. So number 2 is 1990s Misery. This mm. movie scared the fuck out of me because it's very real. I mean, it, it Kathy Bates is terrifying. terrifying. She won an Oscar, right? Yeah. And really it takes good. it takes place in the snow. I have a, a fascination with horror movies in the wintertime, blood on snow and just snow in general. And of course- Cocaine. Yeah, you know, yeah, blood on cocaine, cocaine, you know. <laughs> Go so of course, leading into number one, I mean, it's unmatched. You already know what it is. It's 1980s, The Shining. It's number eight 
on my all-time favorite horror movie list. It's I know King doesn't like Kubrick's um, interpretation uh, to it's screen way for off it. the rails it's, from the novel. It's way off, but I never and I never read the book. I never read The Shining. The book is terrifying. That's his so, scariest book by a mile. That book, really? That book unnerved oh. me when I read it. I've read a few of King's books. Uh, it obviously got me the most. And I left it off my list, by the way, because the original from 1990, the second part was just so bad. I mean, it's. I have a soft spot for that movie because it's one of the first three horror movies I ever watched. Part one is really fucking terrifying, but it, it, I count it as a two-parter. And I didn't count the I didn't count Stephen King's it or uh, the remake because I counted it. I haven't seen part two yet, so it's in my top five. Spoiler: Had I seen part two, I'm sure I know my list will change, and I will because part one of the it remake was fucking really really good. So I'm sure if they capitalize on part two, it's going to end up in my top five because I love Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so, so good. Hey Tom, uh, you wanna you wanna share your top five Spielberg movies? Duel. Duel. Kunden. Mm-hmm. Schindler's List. Hope. Okay. <laughs> Schindler's List. You shit, shitheads. I'm so sorry. I, I just, I guess I can't skim through the notes. Um, <laughs> so for my number five, <laughs> it was very so for, weird. I, I want to say it was very hard. You're throwing me off. <laughs> it was very hard trying to find Steven Spielberg horror movies. I mean, there's probably maybe five. <laughs> number five, Jurassic Park, The Lost World. I thought that <laughs> this one deserves to be on the list <laughs> because as a kid when I first saw this the two dino uh the two T-Rex the mommy and dad ripping <laughs> them apart. Oh my, <laughs> what the hell is happening <laughs> in this episode? <laughs> number 4 <laughs> number <off>. 4 Poltergeist. <laughs> but he only produced it. Well, the rumor is he actually secretly directed it when Toby Hooper lost control of the movie. Right. 13% or I'm chugging it. <laughs> Uh, right, num- go on. Why'd number- you pick Poltergeist? Um, because the 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 paranormal. I love uh, paranormal movies, especially when they have to do with tech. I always find that fascinating. It's like you know, everyone has all these like Alexas and shit in their house, and our buddy Julian. You know, did that little short. Are you talking about the new Poltergeist? No, no, or no. the good one, the original. The, the good one, the original. There's no tech in that. It's just the TV. T. Nelson. <laughs> no, man, the, t- the the t- the TV. The oh, oh the screen stuff. Like that, that's tech. They're here. <laughs> it's like an iPad. Uh, moving on, Stephen the, Kingberg. Yeah. The, moving on, uh, number three. Uh, Spielking. Gremlins. Is going to be my number three. <laughs> Isn't that Joe Dante? You're not. Even, you're just picking movies he produced. <laughs> right. Joe Dante well, I, directed. I Gremlins. said it was very fucking hard to find movies <laughs> that Spielberg. I, I I can consider horror. <laughs> All right, okay, go on. Number two. I well, I mean, Gremlins is just fucking awesome. It's bonkers and little murderous critters running around. Number two. Uh, I actually watched this this week for the very first time. Um, because I thought that this, I watched it last night. I thought this is what we had to do. Um, Jaws is my number two movie. Steven you watch it for horror. the first time? What is wrong very with you? first time. Dude, that's one of the best horror movies of God all damn time. you guys. Okay. I, I watch a movie and the first thing is I'm getting yelled at for it. 
Well, shit. I'm just saying you've had <laughs> Spiel four, King. You've had almost five decades to watch that. Hey, all right. Uh, 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 hold on. on. On a side note, though. On a side note. So you watch it for the first time. Yeah. So that movie has the most terrifying horror sequence for me uh-huh. in any movie I've ever seen. And it's the very beginning when she goes and swims out. Oh, God. And just get yanked. Under the moonlight, and she just starts getting yanked around. Ugh. Dude, I fucking cried when I was a little kid when I watched that. That's yeah, why I probably don't shouldn't have watched that movie. That movie still holds up to this day. It is still awesome. It's one of the greatest. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. It's very it's good. Masterful. It's it made my number two. And there you go. My, already, we all know what number one is. Also, uh, the best documentary of all time. <laughs> Duel. Yeah, Jurassic oh. Park, obviously. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Schindler's List. Never mind. <laughs> kind of a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, oh. it is. All right. I, I do have. A, I do right, have Tom. my. I, I did. I did make my Stephen King list. If you guys want to hear that too, I, I just. I just finished that. Yeah. Up. So okay. Burn you through it quick. <laughs> you just made it now. Burn through it. Real no. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had. I had time. Uh, thinner is my number five. Okay. I think that's right. it's terrifying. Uh, struggling with weight loss and gain myself. It's a. Uh, it hit it, clo- it hit close to home. <laughs> number four. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta find yourself an old witch. Number, get on that diet. <laughs> you know what? The one scene that really sticks out to me is the slingshot scene where it gets that fucking hole in his hand. That's one thing I can never get out of my head. And then he just like wraps it up with gauze, and he's like uses it the rest of the movie. It's fucked. Anyways, um, <laughs> gauze is multi-purpose. Uh, <laughs> number four is misery. Um, yeah. Uh, also because the uh, I love the setting as well. But yeah. the one scene that fucked me over too was the uh, the ankle Sledgehammer. scene. Yeah, the ankle scene. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. Man, brutal man. Brutal. I watch that movie every December. I watch like specific movies according to months and Misery and Shining. I watch every December. Shining just ugh. yeah, yeah, still unnerves me. Where right, does, what you got for uh, uh, number yeah, three? Number three is Christine. Nice. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. I, I actually, I'm going to be that guy again. I really love the book way more than the movie, obviously. But that uh, never read the book. The I read that book. Uh, I think it was like my freshman year of high school or something for a project. But damn, that was it was good. It was. Good Can I make it. one quick comment on that? I have a uh, Christine. It's, I just don't want to beat a dead horse again in four minutes, but. Uh, Christine, I would actually argue, is one of the most faithful adaptations to the original source the material. Mm-hmm. But I think is I think that's actually what made the movie not worthy of my top five. Because in the movie, when Arnie just suddenly becomes evil and turns yeah. to the dark side, it seems really abrupt mm-hmm. because it stayed so true to the book. Like yeah. the book, you had a, a lot more time for that evolution to take place. Right. And I feel like I got a little bit rushed in the movie. That was the only thing that kept oh, it out of the top Yep, so. 100% agree with that. But I think because I'm mixing up the book and the movie, that's why I have it sitting at three. Um, yep. Number Still two. a great movie, though. Yeah, it's my top ten. Number sure. two, yeah, and you guys, I'm going to get shit for this one. But I am a sucker for any fucking movie time related. About so, corn? Langoliers. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I it, looks, say. It, it looks terrible now. Like rewatching that movie, it looks terrible. But I just, I can't get over the concept of like the time travel. And it, it had a huge impact on me as a kid. Uh, just, you yeah. know, there's a, I'm going to bring up another time travel. It's not a movie, but I'm going to bring up something related to time travel that's based off of a Stephen King novella. 
that is one of the best examples of time travel done that I've ever seen. Stay tuned. Mm, oh, okay. damn I'm surprised it. You, I'm damn surprised you. you. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Tommy Knockers. <laughs> we'll move. I'm shocked we'll you didn't on. name Running Man. Me? Yeah. It, that's not horror. He's to me. I deserve to be number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And my number He's one. Electricity. My, my, my number one Stephen King movie adaptation, horror adaptation, is Cujo. Yeah. Oh. Like you, Nate, like you said, it took you a year to get used to dogs again. I think ever since seeing that movie, I've always been so weary of any new dog that I see. See, it made me love dogs more. It made me wary of getting married because I thought my wife would cheat on me. Jesus Christ. And then end up in the car. (laughs) Then her killer St. Bernard would try to bite you. It made me want a St. Bernard, so then I watched Beethoven and I felt better about myself. Then you watched Beethoven's second when they had the puppies. And then in Beethoven's third, they put him down, didn't they? No. Oh. They should have. Okay. (laughs) They should have. All right. Never mind then. They should have put Charles Grodin down. (laughs) Come on, who doesn't love that scene at the fair when they're doing the hot dog eating contest and, him yes. and Beethoven somehow beat that beast of a man. I, don't know, I blacked out when I watched that movie. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know why I used to watch the hell out of that. What was, was it? Be- Beethoven's second? Was that the one where they were throwing puppies yeah. off the cliff? Yeah. You know how you, you could actually tell which puppy was a girl because they put a pink bow on her. Yes. You could see her, you could see her penis fly trap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, I yeah. have a, I have an yeah. honor. I have my, my, I have an honorable. I did since I whisk. You just said this. I would say my honorable mention number one. I guess next to Cujo is Shawshank. I didn't really see that as horror. Oh yeah, but yeah, Shawshank's no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's too good of a movie to go unrecognized. Sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I truly, I truly think that's that's Tim Robbins' best movie. Dude, also, Morgan Freeman's I can't best. tell it's, you how many times I, I, I feel like great. that's a movie oh. that we all just like through osmosis watch it once a year. Like you just happen to watch it every single year. It's, it's always on TBS. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been actually a, quite a while since I've seen that movie, but I'll never forget it. But I imagine I if you're like flipping through, the, like like that's distinctly. what I'm saying. Like you're flipping through the channels, Nate, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, the movie's halfway through, and you're like, yeah, fuck it, I'll kill, I'll kill some time, and just you end up watching it. Always commercials and all. I never skip that movie when it's on. Mm-hmm. It's long though, so I usually have to set aside a good chunk of my day. Super fucking long. It's good. It's good though. All right, all right thank you, sir. Yep. Well, we got two. F- we got two top fives. Man. <laughs> I know. Credit. Oh boy. One of them was unexpected, but. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so my honorable mentions, I didn't go through and rank these. I do. I did rank my top five, but I'll just highlight some of my honorable mentions. There is some overlap. Uh, so I do have Misery on there. I feel like we've touched on that. Mm-hmm. I did have The Mist on there. Mm-hmm. And I your did, honorable mentions. Yeah. Really? I did have Christine. And then I had a, two other ones that nobody brought up, but the one of them that uh, I kind of hinted at a few minutes ago was a limited series on Hulu. That was produced by J.J. Abrams, and it starred James Franco. Okay. Oh, it's you a, son of a bee. It's a 11, I didn't even think of this. 11-22-63, and it was spectacular. It was a great, great show. Well, there's- Really, I, really good. That actually wasn't even the one that I was thinking of. There's another one that I'm thinking of that we got completely left off, which is Castle Rock. Oh, yeah. yeah. Castle Rock's really good, I completely good too. forgot about Castle Rock. So. That you know what, Tom? If you're you're a sucker for a good time travel movie, if you have Hulu, go watch eleven twenty two sixty three. Uh, it's produced by J.J. Abrams and Stephen King. And it's got James Franco. You shouldn't be giving and people that it's, name. Uh, it's about they'll steal your identity. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, okay. Mm, uh, mm, I'll mm-hmm. give you my social. Um, <laughs> but they uh, no, it's it's a time travel show, and there's actually a room. Oh, I heard of about this. Diner. Yeah. Yeah. And so so essentially he gets tagged to go back and stop the assassination of Kennedy of JFK. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, this sh- the reason it's so cool is most time travel movies fail because they do a really poor job of establishing the rules of time travel. You know, like if you dive too deep into it, it just doesn't make sense or they'll contradict themselves on their own rule. Mm-hmm. But this show is really, really good. Uh, spending like the first episode and a half of establishing how time travel works. And it's just a really, really clever show. It, it it's kind of shows a dystopian future and, and kind of deals with this whole notion of by going back and actually tinkering with time, you think you're doing something good to benefit the future, but you're actually unraveling everything a lot more and actually screwing stuff up even worse. And uh, the time that you spend in the past is only a matter of minutes or hours in the present. You know, so like every time he goes back, he's actually living and yeah. But every time he goes back, though, everything resets. So he goes back and he has to start from the it drops him at the exact same point in time on the same date, same time, same everything. Every so he'll go there and be in the past for a year or two and then come back and then he's got to re go back. And so it's kind of like Groundhog Day meets it's it's or like, yeah, and Inception. It's It's fucked, dude. Dude, it's great. Cool. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's like I can't remember if it's eight episodes or ten episodes. Is this but it's, a is this fantastic. is this is this Dave or James? James. Ooh, fun! I haven't seen James Franco. one of his for a while. Yeah, dude, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, go go watch it. You're gonna binge the hell out of it. It's one really good. Well, that that actually just made me. I I was giving you guys like little shots earlier of what I remember of these Stephen King movies. I forgot to mention like the Langoliers. The one mm-hmm. shot that I really like sticks with me is the soda, or the is it beer or soda? Whichever they open, and then the, it's like sitting there, and they're waiting for it, and then all of a sudden it fizzes up. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I have not. I I've di- seen I had so freaking. I've long. seen the Langoliers, but it was many, yeah. many, many. The, well, there it it's, it's even it, stick with. Me. You, do you guys remember like when they're? I remember they're trapped in the airport. Well, yeah, they're well, yeah. Everything that is the food's all bad. All that shit's all like really bad. But it's because they haven't got time mm-hmm. hasn't caught up with them. And then like they had a soda and it was flat. And then all of a sudden, like they're sitting there and then time catches up with them and all the food starts becoming good and flavorful again because it's not stale or old. And uh, I just thought it was the Mm. coolest shot ever was like this soda opened up and then it's just sitting there and then all of a sudden it starts fizzing. I don't know how they did it, but. It, it looks really probably cool. just shot it and then and then flipped it in reverse probably, well i know but the like bubbles that. but yeah. the bubbles aren't going down so like it would be the opposite if they did that that's what i'm saying like it this shot mm. boggles my mind how they did this shot it probably super so. slow-mo or something i don't know interesting yeah yeah all right well i got one more honorable mention uh, i'm actually kind of shocked nobody brought this up i i love this one i thought this was actually generally considered to be one of his better adaptations but i put the dead zone yeah i, I it's Cronenberg, man. I know when I was going through the list, but I I remember when I don't know. I was just not a big fan, and I love Christopher Walken. Anytime he talks, it's, and I love it's, Cronenberg. It's, it's, it's comedy. I'm not yeah. a huge Cronenberg. Uh, Cronenberg's fine. He's I like some of his stuff, but yeah. I don't know. There's just there's too many. Like once, it's hard to rank. Once once again, there are so many good honorable mentions and so many good adaptations that we could put in our top five. There's not really a wrong answer. Like if I made. 10 honorable mentions dead zone might be on there but yeah i don't know yeah. there's just so many other ones that i like better That's i won't all. i won't touch on it a lot but i i recommend watching it. i would actually say it's one of the most cynical 
probably like coldest adaptations. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of got a very bleak. Outlook. Very bleak. Yeah, I was gonna say bleak. Yeah, it's just it kind of shows the psychological torture of being able to know what's happening in the future and like what you know trying to prevent it but still watching it come to fruition. So mm-hmm. really good. Uh, so I'll get to my top five. So number five, I have Carrie. I, I think this movie is phenomenal. Yeah, you are a Carrie fanboy. It's it's one of Brian De Palma's best movies. Uh, the thing about Brian De Palma, he's extremely talented. He's an incredible director, but all of his movies always fall just a little bit short of being great. You know, he'll make a lot of good movies, but he doesn't make very many great or, or brilliant movies. But fun fact about this, uh, Carrie almost didn't get released. It almost didn't go to print, and it... Uh, can't remember the lady's name really? but somebody helped uh, actually get this published for Stephen King and the book only sold 30,000 copies in its first printing but one of the people that read that was Brian De Palma so he reached out to just be like man this book is incredible he goes who owns the rights to this he was going through his agent and they found out nobody had bought the rights to this book so they actually got in touch with Stephen King interesting and they purchased the rights to adapt it for $2,500 so he got paid twenty five hundred bucks for for the rights to carry well, to be for made. inflation back then. That's probably a, quite a bit more, but still kind of still. That's not that. I mean, inflation is what back then probably like ten grand, maybe. Yeah, it's still not much. Yeah. Like when you think about it, yeah. yeah, for such a classic. But you know, I I've always liked this movie just because it's it's a really symbolic horror film. On uh, this is my interpretation on on what it's like to become a woman. Like it take you know like Stephen King is the master of taking very real experiences and things that happen to us in real life and finding a way to just twist or spin them enough to where they become horror. And this was you know even the final <clears throat> scene with the pig's blood at the end at the at the prom was again symbolic of becoming a woman. You know it's a, a very symbolic shot. Yep. Um, but there's just a lot of really cool religious and social and societal influences in there on on how our environment shapes what we become and. You know, it skyrocketed the careers of Sissy Spacek and John Travolta, and obviously the prom scene is hands down one of the most iconic scenes in horror movie history, so really cool. A lot of the, I mean, not a lot on our list, but a lot of good King adaptations, and some that are on our list either deal with adolescents and or, you know, children. You know, The Mist, It, uh, Carrie, Stand By Me, I mean, it goes on and on. Oh, yeah. Even... The Shining, you yep. know, to an extent. So, Christine, yep, you know, yeah, going on and on. That's kind of like a, a a thread that he carries throughout. Uh, my number four is Shawshank. There's really not much more that I need to say about this. I think it's Frank Darabont's masterpiece. You've seen this, right, Tom? Shawshank, Shawshank? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So I was gonna say it's a crime if you haven't seen it. I've I decided if anybody, not not you, Tom. I'm not talking to you directly. Oh. I decided to pull you today, Whisk. Uh, really interesting. What the fuck does that mean? Well, I, I keep coming up with all these interesting little tidbits. But, oh, okay. So nice, co- cool nice, thing, cool thing about Shawshank. So I'm say something negative. I would say this movie is very faithful to the source material, but what's what's crazy is the biggest change that they made from the novella is one of the most memorable things about the entire movie. So in the novella, the character of Red. He's actually a white man in the novella. Oh, really? And in, in Darabont actually made him a black man and was played by, obviously, Morgan Freeman, who got nominated for an Oscar for it. And, uh, like, thinking Did about he it. really? Yeah. I'm like, it got nominated for, like, See, I don't nine, know, nine I don't or know, ten Oscars. I don't I know much about Oscar shit. But what's, I mean, can you imagine anybody else now having seen it? Can you picture anybody else playing the character of Red other than Morgan Freeman? You know, it, it's just, it's impossible. No. 
But no, I mean, you know, I I just I love this movie. Maybe it's, Will Smith, but yeah, <laughs> as the genie from Aladdin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know the movie's very character driven. There's no horror to it, um, but it's it's just a really powerful story of hope and friendship and perseverance, and it's just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, number three, I have Stand by Me. Yeah. Again, we kind of touched on this, and to, to piggyback off of something you just said, you know, I number one, what I, the reason I like this movie so much, and I mean, it's influenced a lot of modern movies now with Stranger Things and you know things like that. But the the dialogue and the conversations and the relationships between the boys is just so real and organic and natural, and all I think, come from different backgrounds. Exactly, and, uh, and the you know they all have this. They all their their friendship is based on their shared experiences and pain. So they all have some element of their family life, like a grown up or a loved one that's let them down. And you know, it's it's just and one adventure that they take kind of unfolds yep, everything. And they exactly. start to understand one another as kids. So. It's it's relatable. I mean, everybody's got different levels of pain, but you know, everybody's got something. And you know, a lot of times your friendships are based on you know, shared pain. So just really relatable, powerful. I won't go too much more on it because we've touched on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, uh, The Shining. Shining's incredible. Wow, you put it at two. Yeah, So I did. what does that leave left for one? Oh, you know what I put at one. No, I don't. Uh, you'll Jurassic find Park. But, don't put me in a box. Yeah, I mean this... Again, Jurassic... Did you say Jurassic Park? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the only one that ranks Steven Spielberg movies, Tom. No, this... What's crazy is out of all the adaptations, I think this one deviates the most from the original source material, but it's Kubrick. I mean, just Kubrick is obsessive and his movies are the, re, you know, usually show the result of that. But this movie's, I mean, it's shocking, it's disturbing, uh, it's obsessive. Uh, the cinematography is brilliant. I mean, the this movie kind of, you know, James Wan owes a ton to this movie for those really long, slow, steady oh, cam shots there through the we hallways. Go. Okay, that's all you had to say. Yeah, there I mean, there's just there's a a lot of modern horror have borrowed from this. So, I mean, it was pretty groundbreaking. The score is terrifying. There's just so many memorable scenes. You know, you got room two thirty seven. You got the elevator of blood. Dude in the bear suit blowing another man. I mean, there's just so much. <laughs> there's so many just standout sequences in this movie but it's yeah. brilliant uh, and then my number one is the t- 2017 remake of it wow I know it's bold did I did not see that I originally had The Shining and then I wanted to be a contrarian because I figured nobody would put it at there number he is, one trying but, to be a bird again um, I am man uh, <laughs> oh yeah good call Tom still doesn't that's, know what that word that's means that's a good throwback good yeah, throwback good Tom. job buddy maybe by the season finale you'll actually learn what contrarian <laughs> means <laughs> so not only, you know, this movie's ranked among my personal top 30 horror movies. What's crazy is I think, I think The Shining my is, I mean, the, I know for a fact that the, the, Shining is, the Shining is actually ranked higher on my personal horror movie list. But I, the reason I put this at one, the more I thought about it, this was just a much more faithful adaptation to Stephen King. And I loved the book It, and I thought this just did a tremendous job of of translating that over. I mean, you get the nostalgia of being young and dealing with your pain. Mm. Um, I I love when real life trauma and terrifying things and fear are manifested into a horror element, which is essentially what Pennywise is. You know, he's just the manifestation of all their own individual fears. And um, he's it, an I mean, in the book, he's an alien. He's oh, not. Yeah. He's just the clown is his physical form, but he can take on whatever it's it. You are yeah. terrified of. Yeah, you know that's just, his thing. So he just morphs into it. And yeah, see, and see, I left off it because. To to me, we I can't say anything about it until 
part two remake comes out and I see what that's all about because that's really what it comes down to. I actually will go on and even say part one from 1990, the 1990 version, is just as good as the remake of part one. I may fight you on that. But the 1990 version falls apart because part two is it's not it's so, it's not terrible but it's, it's not terrible. it's not good it's cornball the acting's and terrible especially the dialogue's especially terrible. the way it's wrapped up that is oh, the yeah. biggest thing the way it's wrapped up and even the director and king and everybody see that well, they were unhappy Andy Muschietti will not let us down and th- and that's what I, and yeah. that's why i'm saying more than likely if the, if they follow up with part one as well as they did for part two It'll make my top five. It might crack Shining. I doubt it'll crack the Shining, but nonetheless, I, can't. I just didn't want to be boring with yeah, the Shining no, at number one. Understand, that's, understandable. That's so hard to do. But are you calling me boring? I am. Okay. No, I'm just saying it's the obvious pick. I mean, it's the Shining. So I just it's classic man. Yeah, I had it. I just wanted to be a dick. So, yeah. but I love it, Tom. You should totally watch it. It's so good. You haven't watched either one of them, Tom. Just skip the uh, 1991. Just watch 2017. No, I mean, dude, Bill Sarsgaard, his his interpretation of Pennywise is one of the best villain portrayals in movie history. Like, I, it's so terrible. You know what fucked me up that I learned? Actually, I learned this from my Mm. little brother. Is this isn't a spoiler, Tom? So don't worry. So, Sarsgaard, Sarsgaard's version of Pennywise, he can make his eyes look in different directions. He can actually. I thought that was CGI. No, that's he can him. actually fucking do that on his own. It's terrifying. I did not know that. You'll see what. It, yeah, he he can have one eye staring forward, Tom, and make his opposite eye just like, like move wherever he, he wants the, it. He can make the pupil <laughs> portion of it just move around wherever he wants. So his character keeps doing that in the movie, and it it wasn't CGI. It was him doing it for real. That's not a spoiler. You'll see what we mean it, in the movie. It's a and it's a clown really? doing it, which makes it even a little that much more unsettling. Dude, I I, it, I still like Tim Curry's Pennywise better, but. Mm. That doesn't mean I don't like Skarsgård. Oh, version. his yeah. is just so yeah. just demented, dude. Yeah. It's so good. Awesome, man. His laugh. His laugh oh, is what gets me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, gang. So we're not going to bother with the top five because, number one, I don't want to try to weave Spielberg into this, and I, I think we were kind of all over the map. Um, but we gave our list. We did a good job. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you the top five real quick. It's going to be... Christine. Christine. Carrie. No, it would be Misery. It'll be shining. shining. It'll be. You guys had both stand, had Chris, you stand bo- by me. Stand by me. You both had. Uh, you both had Christine. Shawshank yeah. is probably up there. Probably Shawshank. Yeah, fourteen oh eight. No, that's not in there. Um, it, actually, Misery might be in there. I think Misery's probably in there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Misery probably would have been Cujo. at number six for me. Like it was that close. So. I'll watch it again in December, and I'll let you know how much of a fail you are. F- failure you are for not putting mm-hmm. it in your top five. Yes. All right, Do you guys. watch Fargo in December as well? Oh, Fargo's That's so good. That's a good December watch. That's a great... Or January watch. Or The Revenant. All right, so we have our list of or Stephen Dent King Snow. adaptations and where we rank them. Um, so now's the time when we give the listeners what they actually came for, which is us just being weird as shit. I think you're going to stay for the show to end. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. we could end it now, too. Okay. Uh, Stephen King is known for his multi-layered, dynamic, character-driven stories. We've kind of already touched on that. You know, his Lovecraftian-inspired monsters and creatures, and his absolutely bonkers stories. So what I thought would be pretty fun for us to, to jump into is to honor this legacy by taking one element from any Stephen King novel. Uh, it could be a character, a plot device, a villain, a creature, whatever you want, and then transport them into any movie of our choosing and then i think we just need to share how the movie will change because of our jackassery so Hmm. uh anybody want to go first i got my pick and i'm dying to share it 
Does that mean... Go ahead. Yeah, you, go you, first, go, yeah, you never go first. Okay, perfect. So... You don't have to yell. I'm, I'm just like, really excited. Okay. I took... <laughs> He's yelling at Guys, yelling at listen us. to me. <laughs> Everybody shut up. Everybody pay attention. All right. So I took Jack Torrance from The Shining and... The Shining. I put him in Dunstan Checks In. <laughs> 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 oh, my so I'm going to remove <laughs> I have something to say when you're done about this I'm going to remove Jason Alexander's character from this movie and replace him with Jack Torrance still played by Jack Nicholson <laughs> so after 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 Jack Torrance becomes the interim concierge at the luxurious majestic hotel Jack starts to stress when a surprise inspection is announced at the hotel <laughs> As Jack attempts to keep operations running flawlessly so he can be rewarded with some time off with his sons, the arrival of Dunstan, a light-fingered thief of an orangutan, complicates matters and starts to push Jack to the brink of insanity. (laughs) As Jack loses his grip on reality and starts to (laughs) uncover the dark secrets of the Majestic Hotel, Dunstan starts to experience psychic premonitions and realizes he must help his newfound friends escape the homicidal maniac who is hell-bent on terrorizing his family psychic orangutans <laughs> plausible and jack torrance with an x <laughs> just imagine like dunstan holding a knife in the bathroom and he's just like where's johnny this made me think of <laughs> did you ever see that infamous thread i'm pretty sure it was on reddit where some guy was trolling netflix and he was writing in about how dunstan checks in is the greatest movie of all time <laughs> and how they need to how they need to keep it on netflix 24 <laughs> 7 it's <laughs> fucking genius yeah. <laughs> Go back and rewatch this movie, and now just just plug Jack Torrance in, and it just becomes delightful. So. Tom Tom would like Dunstan checks in. If he My hasn't kids seen watch. it already. My kids, I showed it to him a few months ago. So yes, Jack Torrance and Dunstan checks in is my pick. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll go next, I guess. So I started I started yeah. with one, and then I I quickly scrapped it because it was going a very dark place, and that was basically parents who don't want their children anymore take them to a game show, aka Bozo Buckets, where Pennywise. <laughs> you know, is the host, and, and children toss buckets into balls for their lives, but I, I scrapped that one, so we'll move on. So the one that I made... I don't want to hear about it. The one that I was very happy with was titled The Fast and the Fury. So we're, what we're going to do is we're going to transport the 19... <laughs> we're going to transport the 1958 Plymouth Fury from Christine into... Wait for it. Do it. The Fast and the Furious. Yes. Who's driving it, Dom or like Pollywalks? So undercover detective Brian Spillner of the LAPD <laughs> <I like it. laughs> tries to get in deep with the underground street racing ruffians. They laugh at him in his 58 Plymouth Fury. Come racing time, big mistake Toretto. <laughs> As the Plymouth begins to change, so does Brian. <laughs> and the Fury begins to take matters into its own hands, killing all the street racers on its own. Spillner gets fired. The end. Yeah. And you can take fired however you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, done. well done, sir. The Fast and the Fury. <laughs> Tom's all over that. He's trying to add it to his Netflix. I would, I'm down. Dude, it's actually. Yeah, how do, how do I add that? <laughs> how do I get this in my life? Uh, now. Uh, uh, we're on a roll. This might be okay. our best one yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adaptation. Tom, I mean, don't let us down, right. buddy. You better make this good. Uh, okay, well. Dunstan all right, mind you. Now. Mind you. I had to just rewrite this whole thing 15 minutes ago. Oh, oh did you do did Spielberg? You, did you do the Spielberg? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so what you I put just did. Indiana Jones in the Shawshank. <laughs> you put Cujo in Jurassic Park. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I I'm not doing the Spielberg one. I will save that. I, I kind of want to do a Spielberg episode, and maybe we can do was on, that with him. So I won't waste. It was planned that. for season two, and now you kind of ruined it. So. <laughs> Well, shit. <laughs> We're just dropping all these spoilers we'll, for season we'll two. We'll do it again. We um, are spoiled. We'll do it again on Spielberg, but we'll do King stuff. Oh, we'll yeah. Do yeah, we'll do stuff. Stephen King on the... Or he'll do King. <laughs> we'll do Spielberg. Yeah, that's what I meant. We'll just combine it both the Spielberg okay, episode. Okay, so I would like to see Annie Wilkes, uh, Kathy Bates from Misery. And mind you, I've never seen this movie, but I think I get the gist. It's uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I'd like to have her replace... <laughs> I'd like to see her replace Mrs. Doubtfire, the nanny. The nanny. But she dresses up like a man? Well, Kathy Bates already looks like a man, so. Hello! No, she. Daddy, why are you smashing our legs? We want to go to mommy's with Pierce Brosnan. It was a run by fruiting. <laughs> Oh, I gotta watch this movie. Mom <laughs> wins again. <laughs> I'm fucking crying. I, I think it'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm all over that. Man, well done, gentlemen. This is our best fake adaptations yet. Mr. Doubtfire. <laughs> Mr. Doubtfire. <laughs> Misery oh. loves fire. Misery loves Doubtfire. <laughs> Oh, oh, Lord. All right, we got to go out on a high note. We can't ruin this segment. All right, guys, we are going to take our next commercial break. And when we come <laughs> back, we will find out if Tom watched The Raid Redemption. And then we will jump into some bullshit. <laughs> it was a run by fruiting. It was a run by fruiting. We'll be right back. <laughs> How to Pants Drop with Jason Stifer. Whiskey on the rocks. Oh, hi. This is Jason Stay from my loves. I'm thinking maybe you come back to my place and in the morning I'll make you breakfast. How do you like your eggs? Poached, scrambled, or fertilized? I can't unsee Kathy Bates and Mrs. Doubtfire now. I don't like it. <laughs> I can't un I can't unsee her in uh, what's that fucking movie where she gets in the hot tub naked? Oh, uh, all uh, about Schmidt. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. Yeah, if you ever drink, that's a true horror movie. If you ever drink or eat too much time, you need to get some some pukey out. Just go watch about Schmidt. You get to see her <laughs> flapjacks flopping around in a hot Jesus tub. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, yeah. guys, we're back. Sweet sweater cows. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. All right, Tom, this is a huge deal to me and Whisk uh, because, number one, we're not only talking about four in a row, but this is a movie that we have repeatedly brought up as one of <clears throat> the hands-down best action movies of all time. Mm -hmm. So did you or did you not watch the badass, the amazing, the phenomenal... The Raid Redemption. He watched it. I think Guys, I feel like he watched it. I had a terrible week, and to rip this bandaid off, I did not get to watch it. Hold on, hold on. Oh! No, no shit, shit. Hang on. No, it, it was one of those weeks on the farm again. And Nate, I think I kind of told you a bunch of shit that was happening. But I, I have, dude, I, I have, I have the 
uh, Blu-ray here. I can watch it tonight, but I mean, go. I mean, I don't. You guys, I feel like I've already. No, no, no. We're not spoiling this. Uh, is there no, a spoiler to it, it though? I mean, I feel like we've yeah, talked. No, but not... You're going to give away the choreography and the deaths and the brutality and the, the yeah. fight scene. It's just, I just, just go and clean. I, it's, I, it's so it, it sucks because I was going so hard for the streak, but like I said, man, I had a shit week here on the farm. I mean, and there's I... not really, there's not really like a. I mean, there, there's one spoiler to it. Like if we got into it yeah. in the movie, like there's a, a plot point, but it's not even really a big spoiler. Well, see, like like either, when it happens in the movie, you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. See, but, like, I guess that's, I guess my point, and obviously I know that there's a sequel, like you guys told me there's a sequel and it takes place immediately after following the events. So I, I it's I, like John Wick. You can't really yeah. spoil. So yeah. like that's it's and that's not, a, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's more so about like the choreography and whatnot. Um and 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 I do have to say that is why I also chose to watch Jaws over this one because I was like, well, I I, I wanted to rank Jaws in the Spielberg yeah. thing. So yeah, because I, 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 I felt confident. I felt confident that you guys, I f- you guys have talked about this movie so much on this podcast that I. F- I don't know. I feel like I did kind of see it, and I've seen many clips on YouTube. Like you guys being like, "Oh, check this clip out! Check this clip out!" So I'll watch it. I mean, I do, I literally have the Blu-ray here. I have to mail it back in, so I'm, I'm going to watch it tonight. But yeah, that sucks. Okay, sorry watch, about that. Watch it. Watch it in full. Watch it in full. There's not. I mean, it's a pretty. It's the skinniest of skinny plots. I mean, there's not much to it. You, if you know what you're getting into, you watch it for the choreography. You don't mm-hmm. watch it for. There's very little dialogue. There's very little plot. I mean, you watch it for the fight scenes for the most part and where it goes. It's w- Wick is a, a a prettier version. I would say a prettier version of the raid. Um, I think the fight scenes are better in the raid than John Wick. Agreed. But it's more brutal. It's more yeah. like the raid seems like John Wick is very polished and stylized, and the raid is... It just has a very kinetic feel. Like you feel like like there's an amazing hallway fight sequence yes. that has been ripped off by Daredevil and so many other things. And Here even we go. John Wick borrowed Here we go. from it, but you feel like you're part of the fight. I like got the way it's shot. I got the be- I got the be- I got the best comparison. So the raid is Nirvana's Nevermind, and John Wick is Nirvana's In Utero. That's a good comparison. There you go. It's not. It's you both, know, like, both fantastic albums. It's just never mind's more of that raw Very energy raw. and yes. yeah, yeah. It's, it's burst good. it onto the scene sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. So. How about this, Tom? Since we got the season finale next week, we won't bog you down. We'll get you something assigned next week that you can kick off season two with. So right. how about we just bookmark this and you come back and talk about the raid and the sure. finale. Okay, Sound cool. Good? Sounds good. Okay. It, this one's worth it. I'm willing I'm willing to delay your streak just for the raid cuz this is it's so good. Dope. I just want to I appreciate it. it. I know you're going I know you're going to be happy. I just want to see my little Tommy knocker happy. I know I now regret all. sending you that photo I just sent. Sorry guys. Thought you were going to talk shit to me. Was it a new Was it a dick pic? Uh oh, it's Kathy Bates boobs. Thank you. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm going to cool. going to delete that real quick. Neat. <laughs> all right. As I try to scrub that image from my brain, guess what, idiots? What Nate? Mm. It's game time. Oh. No. <laughs> Yay. Oh, he came in quick. He, he came, came in, in quick. Came in quick and hard. Yay. And now, the game show that will make you dumber. This is Bullshit Dave. All right, so we introduced this game back in episode 18, and we loved it so damn much, we decided to bring it back. So I have a strategy this week. Good. Yeah. 
I'm gonna. I tried to stump you guys. I got a little craftier than I did the first time. Strategery. You were pretty crafty the last fucking time. I we got did this. even craftier this time. So today, uh, we are playing a game called the Bullshit Black Sheep, and this game is our personal spin on the game The Wooden Spoon. It's trivia of the Black Sheep movie with Chris Farley and David. <laughs> There's not a lot of questions. Oh, I but would murder you. At they that. are fun. I will destroy you <laughs> in that. Do not test me, sir. <laughs> we'll set that up. Tommy, okay. boy, Tommy boy, I might win. So here's how the game works. If you're tuning in for the first time or just, I don't know, do hardcore drugs and forget everything you listen to on this show. <laughs> but how the game works is I'm going to read Shout off- Shout out to our heroin addicts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read off four different movie titles. They may seem innocent. They may seem random. But I can assure all of you that they are connected in one way, shape, or form. Except for one of them, right? Yes. Okay. So the twist is that one of these four doesn't belong. It's the black sheep. I remember We the are rules. so clever. So we will be bringing back our trusty buzzers like we do for some of our games. And Tom and Whisker each can have a chance to buzz in. And whoever is first can tell me which one doesn't belong. Hold on. I need my buzzer. I need to find it. If someone answers incorrectly, the next person to buzz in will have their chance to answer. If you buzz in, you will have 15 seconds to answer, and if you don't, tough shit. We're sending it on to the next person. Mm -hmm. uh, we also added in a rule last week based on Whisk, who is nailing it. I where, made a rule? Yeah. So if you can actually name not only the black sheep, you get a point for naming the movie that's the black sheep, but if you can actually name what the connection is on the other three movies, you will get a second point. I feel like you made this up. I feel like I didn't make this rule. No, you made it by, by doing it anyways and doing it so successfully that I just gave you two points each round. So I feel like you're lying to me in public. Okay, so we will play three rounds. Whoever has the most points at the end of three rounds will win the game. In the event of a tie, I did create a final winner-take-all tiebreaker round for all the marbles. Marbles. You know who might be good at this game? Dre. She oh, might. but she's a lake person. Yeah, can't be her, here. Her and her fellow lake people always miss when we play this. Yeah, okay. we did this on the Spider-Man app, and she wasn't. She skipped for that too. Also at the lake. All right, so huh. you guys ready to get the game going? Seems Must be nice. Test. Must be nice. Seems seems to be a pattern here. Test your buzzers out. Make sure they work. I'm good. Mine's Buzz. broken. Okay. Buzz. All right, they both sound like they're working. Let's get into <laughs> it. All right, round one. Movie number one. Thelma and Louise. <laughs> Movie number two, James and the Giant Peach. I'm already gone. I'm already lost. Movie number three, Dead Man Walking. Movie number four, Field of Dreams. Buzz. I got it. I think I got it. Buzz, 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 right. buzz, buzz. Whisk, you're far and away. Give me the black sheep first. I think the black sheep is James and the Giant Peach. Yes. Okay. Oh. Tom? No, I meant Field of Dreams. You are correct. What? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. I was thinking of Bull Durham. What are what is the connection? What connects the other three movies? Well, why don't you tell God me? God damn it. Well, how about this? <laughs> Since you don't know, Whisk, I'll give you a chance. You can have a chance for a point here. What is the connection between is the other three? Susan Sarandon? Correct. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I was confusing Bull Durham with yes. Kevin Costner, the ba another baseball movie. I okay. told you I got crafty. I figured You're you guys. You're a fucking scumbag poop is what you are. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think any. I actually tricked you twice because she actually does one of the voices of one of the insects in James and the Giant Peach. So. See, I've never seen James and the Giant Peach, but. Oh, it's so I good. Jack, Jack Skellington makes an appearance gotcha. in that. He does. Interesting. Yep. 
All right. So uh, you guys each have a point. You are tied. Round two. How did he get a point? Oh, because he both. Oh, he got the black sheep. This is the worst. This is because it's because you failed. I changed my mind. I hate this game. <laughs> All right. Movie number one, Whiplash. Hmm. Movie number two, Moonlight. Hmm? Movie number three, Black Klansman. <laughs> Movie number four, Get Out. Buzz. 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 Oh, oh my Tom goodness. Buzz. What you got, buddy? What's the black Movie sheep? Movie number three, Black Klansman. Which one? And... Wrong. Oh, shit. Okay. No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're way wrong. Whiskey, have a game. Uh, it's Whiplash, Moonlight, Black Klansman, Get Out. Moonlight. I don't know if I remember that. Is that with, that, is that with Cher? No, that's with uh, Marshala Ali. I won Best Picture. I... Two years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you are correct. That is the black sheep. So you got Can you tell me what the connection is with the other three? Get Out. What were the other two? Black Klansman, Whiplash. Oh, let's see. Miles Teller, J.K. Simmons. Well, I'm going to say it's got nothing to do with the actors or actresses. It's going to have something to do with either production or directing or cinematography. I don't. I don't think I know. I don't know. Okay. So the connection between Whiplash, Black Klansman, and Get Out is that all three were produced by production. Yeah. Jason Blum. Okay. Interesting. We I didn't never, know he, you didn't do. You didn't know he did Whiplash. That's I didn't I know he did Whiplash. Yeah. yeah. And Black Klansman. Yep. Black Klansman. Right. But, 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 but I, I could have also made one connection. Here we go. Black Klansman right. is right, the only. Go. Black Klansman is the only one of the four that doesn't have something to do with music in it. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Get Out? Yeah, Get Out has. Uh, she uses like the sound and the music to hypnotize. Except these movies are only connected by that's writers. Not, it's not a musical instrument. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're so let me, let, right, me just, let me just let me just ask a question. Whisker- so so you're not. So some of these, like all of these that you're putting up here, they have nothing to do with like themes. It's always going to be actors, directors, people. Is that what you're writers, telling me? Writers. Uh, yeah. Fuck. There's no genres or themes or anything. That sorry. Are... Sorry that you blew this one again, Dre. I know last time she talked a bunch of shit about us being like, I would have fucked you up, Whisk. But oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah I'm one not, of these I'm, weeks when I don't go to the lake with my lake people. I'm probably one of the people that fucking... shouldn't be playing this game. <laughs> It's gonna be the it's gonna be the first week of January. We're going up to the lake to ice skate. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right, so Whisk has a commanding two to one lead going into round three. Yeah. Suck it, Tom. Bitches. Movie number one. Movie number one is Tango and Cash. Oh, God damn it. Movie number two, Monster Squad. Movie number three, Last Action Hero. Movie number four, The Long Kiss Goodnight. This is so gross. Tango and Cash, Monster Squad, Last Action Hero, The Long Kiss Goodnight. So I already know off the bat. Who's going to buzz in? I'm not buzzing yet. I'm trying to help Tom. Tom, basically <clears throat> what this game has come down to is me and Tom need to put our heads together. Try and fig- finger this out. But then, so, but then, but then you, guys, you can't actually together. Hey. Hold on, hold on. You're the right, host. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold the fuck on. I think I know this. Buzz. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, what you got? And this is only because I created a fascination with him after... Dude, I'm, I'm kind of floating on cloud nine right now. Um, because mm. After seeing Iron Man 3, is is, is, the, is, the, is, is the relation Shane it's, Black? 
It's writing. Yes. Okay. It's, I was to say. It's, what is the black sheep though? It was Tango and Cash. Yeah. Tango and Cash was <laughs> Tango and Cash was the black sheep. So monsters. Yeah. He wrote Mon- Monster Squad. Yeah. Right. He wrote he, Monster Squad. Yep. Last Action Hero, and he wrote the long. That's history. right. Okay. Yeah. Shane Black's well, great, man. I like Shane you've, Black. You've seen Monster Squad. Monster Squad's awesome. Yeah, you guys have been talking Tom? about that. So I made the. So me and the kids sat down and watched it uh, two weeks ago. I think. Hey, you know what? You know what movie Shane Black starred in? Well, he didn't star. He was a Predator. supporting actor. He was in Predator. You know why? It's weird because that movie keeps coming up an awful lot. It might be one of the greatest movies ever made. You know just why he? You know why he starred in that, or why they put him in there as an actor? Because they just looked at him and like you're going to do great things in Hollywood, or no? They oh. needed. He was rewriting the script on the fly, and they wanted an easy way oh, for him to be on the set. So they cast him as a character in the movie so that he could be on the set to rewrite the script throughout. I believe he was uncredited, but he wrote a bulk of Predator. So Crazy. I did not yep. know that. Yep. Hmm. He's a great writer. Little tidbit. I love Kiss Kiss well, Bang Bang. Well, That's my I was favorite say, Shane Kiss, Black Kiss, movie. Well, he did another one recently. New guys, or the Nice Guys. Nice Guys. Russell Crowe nice and guys. Gosling. Yeah, that's it. That's oh, a God, funniest Of course, Gosling. Yeah. All right, boys, this is it. This is for all the marbles, the final round. <clears throat> movie number one. Gladiator. Oh, God. Movie number two. The Rock. The Rock. Movie number three. True Romance. Movie number four. The Last Boy Scout. Also written by Shane Black, but that's not the thread. Last Boy Scout. Name them name again real quick. Gladiator. The Rock. True Romance. The Last uh, Boy I'll take Scout. A, I'll take a shot in the dark, bud. All right. What you got? Uh, it's either one of two answers that I have, but I'll take a stab with the obvious one. Is it Bruckheimer? Nope. Okay. But guess the movie. Guess the black sheep. You already buzzed in. You got a 25% chance. Gladiator. Okay. All right, Tom. This is it. Winner take all. What's the, what's the black sheep? I don't know. It would just be a shot just in guess. the dark. Gladiator. Gladiator, The Rock, True Romance, The Last Boy Scout. I would say. Don't make this end in a tie. Say True Romance. Don't do it. True Romance. <laughs> God, we're going to have the first bullshit games where nobody wins. All right. The Black Sheep was the last Boy Scout. Interesting. Okay. And the thread between Gladiator, The Rock, and True Romance is that all three of those had the score composed by Hans Zimmer. Mm. So that's it. What an anticlimactic way to end this episode. Mm, There you go. (laughs) This show is very unclimactic. Got a tie. The first tie... Dre's probably like, it would have tied if I was there. Yeah, if yeah. I was there. I want to catch Westerners in my lake but gear. As she's sitting on her pink yeah. flamingo blow up. I'm just going to chug another glass of lake water. Grandma, mm. check this out. Here's Grandma's my... like burying her face in her smash cake. Oh, no, I got my Uggs wet. <laughs> grandma's, grandma's streaking through the woods. Don't put, amazing. Honey, don't put your ham wallet in the lake. You're not supposed to get pork wet. <laughs> and there's the ham wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, let's wrap it up. We've had a good run today. All right, everybody. Have we, though? Really? (laughs) Really? We never do. Have we? We never really do. (laughs) We'll end it nonetheless. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in this week. You know the drill by now. We're grassroots. We do this because we love it, but we also do it because, for some reason, all you assholes continue to listen. So please support the show. Drop us a review. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever the hell you listen to your podcast. We really like reviews, too, even if it's just telling us we suck. And also, share with your friends. Share in our weirdness. Show them how weird you are for liking us. Comment on our Insta post from today and and let us know how you found us. I'd like to to know that. Yeah, tell us. We want to know. I'm actually kind of scared to find out how people found us. (laughs) (laughs) 
some crackhead on the street like yeah. exchanged a link to our show for Y'all drugs. Listen to that bullshit. <laughs> you listen, you, Sorry, what was that? Excuse, it? Excuse me, sir. What was that? <laughs> Wait, bullshit. What? Yeah. That Either bull. Way. That bullshit. <laughs> Get on that bullshit. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, always uh, remember, you can find us on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Bullshit Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Bullshit Pod. We have a website. We don't do a lot of exciting stuff on there, but it exists and it looks pretty. And there's a big ass picture of John Claude Van Damme on it. And that is even more bullshit. We launch new episodes every Thursday morning. So subscribe so you don't forget and can weird yourself out on your commute to work every Thursday morning. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bullshit Podcast. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bullshit Podcast. And for more nonsense, visit evenmorebullshit.com. Hey, do you guys ever sometimes say things and you're like, that's not, that's going to sound good. And then when you hear it out loud, you regret it. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I told my mom to go fuck herself once. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs>